0: mom save america is sponsored by integration partners a nationwide network integrator specializing in cloud and security solutions
1: integration partners what's possible
0: in addition mom save america is sponsored by plain jane designs a bespoke graphic design artist specializing in all your business card flyer invitation needs so also
1: this week a uh, shout out to um, the Golden Boys would like us to sponsor them. It's an Instagram account and they've moved into a new home. So congratulations, Golden Boys, sponsored by Mom Save America. No, Mom Sa- they're sponsoring us. Mom Save America is Sorry. right now.
0: So please follow the Golden Boys on Instagram. You'll love yes. them. It'll make you happy in these dark times. Yes. Yeah. Yep. We'll be right back. Hello, hello. Welcome to Mom Save America. My name is Tina Graff. I'm Carrie Lucas. We are a podcast that's dedicated to mom-templating, all those things that inspire us, impress us, upset us, cause controversy out there, hopefully entertain you a little bit uh, as we go. Today on the podcast, we are welcoming a guest, special guest star. Yes, Michael Durkin. Michael Durkin. Current Penn State student and self-proclaimed libertarian. Hello, Michael.
2: Hi, guys. Great to
0: be here. <laughs> I'm so glad. Thanks thanks so much. So, Michael, we've mentioned Michael on the podcast before. He's very good friends with the Lucas family, and he's been offering insight to Carrie. Yes. She's been bringing a lot of your ideas to the podcast, which we're happy about.
1: Well, at first, I viewed Michael as... Um a Republican and that was wrong and I didn't realize that right. until he started sharing more of his views and initially I would think some of them were outrageous but now as time progresses I feel like we're all moving towards Michael's militia right well like
0: maybe not a militia let's not go and Maya
1: are starting their own militia okay we well, have three members all right well, well we're gonna we're gonna get into that, Michael's
0: militia in a little while for our main mom complaining because I do want to talk about libertarianism and how it affects us today, what the movement is like. I did some research. I did find out young Republicans... Are more likely to join into that libertarian movement because while they have conservative fiscal values on the economy, they have socially liberal values on your morals and you want to do what you want to do. So I find that very interesting. We're going to go into that in a little bit. But before, as always, let's go over a few headlines and our mom shares. We, we need to do an update because Carrie's not now going to be. Oh yeah,
1: sorry. (laughs) I feel like I've really let down the community. I am not going to be an Amazon driver. I quit the job before it started. I got a little ahead of myself. It was really, it was just going to be too much for me. Too much. I can't say that I'm upset. No, I am not upset either.
0: I was a little bit upset in the beginning when I thought you might be your schedule might be impacted and I would be no fears
1: everybody my (laughs) schedule
0: is wide open again so we're going to need to need to give Carrie more purpose in the order in order to give Carrie more purpose we need more listeners so everybody out there tell one more listener please all right I would be remiss if we don't immediately start out with the whole George Floyd uh, Minneapolis thing I just want to say this on it can't we just arrest somebody normally and bring them in like why do we have to kill people
1: and bring them in well that's um a big thing that's been circulating is will smith has a quote of no we we don't have more racism now we just have it being filmed more right this has always been out there this has always been america and now we're just seeing it more the only difference that i feel as far as right now is we have a leader who's making it okay and almost politically correct to just sort of voice your racism right out there. He tweeted this morning... Well, he condones it. Right. He tweeted out this morning that we will not tolerate looting and the military is behind you and just begin shooting. I mean, that's just insane to me. In It's just insane. First of all, he, they, he, they tried to peacefully protest. Right, right. By kneeling, and you went on a tirade and said that it was disrespectful to the American flag and to you know fire him, throw him out of the NFL for doing that. That's a peaceful protest. Carrie's referring to Colin Kaepernick. Yes, yeah, right. Now they're fucking pissed. Yeah, as they should be. Right. And now we're no, just gonna uh, now we're just gonna shoot them. Yeah. We're just gonna shoot them. But when white supremacists protest a stupid statue being taken down. They are viewed as some good people. Right. There were some good people in the crowd. We can't link them all together, but you can link all African-Americans together and just start shooting them. It's sad.
0: We're in a bad place. We're we're in a bad place with that. The irony of the police officers kneeling on the black man and Colin Kaepernick kneeling to protest his outrage of of African Americans is it's powerful. I think it's very powerful. And these police officers, when are they going to get it? We can't do this to uh, other people. I think
1: if they're just go ahead, Michael, just speak right yeah, in. Please, okay. Yeah, please. So yeah, jump in.
2: I, I believe, and it's a big uh, libertarian viewpoint, is that the police are just kind of this unopposed power, right? Right. Um, so they, it's definitely, there's definitely racism involved for sure because we can see that this happens a lot more to African American people than it does to white people, but it does happen to everybody because right. it's it's just the way the police structure works they're set up so they'll never arrest each other you know like you need a police officer to go and arrest that police officer and none of them are willing to do it yeah they won't do it i mean you saw in the video that there were three cops all standing around that one protecting officer protecting him wow, basically. He did that. exactly yeah. if anyone tried to step in if someone tried to grab the cop to pull him off to save the man's life they would have been arrested. Yeah. And so it's this whole system of just protecting these people. It's just kind of like the police state that America has. And so there's a lot of legal but wrong things that the police have the power to do. And That's I mean, we're care. talking about violently enforcing a victimless crime, such as a forged check. Like, right. Who cares? Why not just send him a fine in the mail? Why do you even need to create a confrontation in the first place? Right. It's a bad check. Is this yeah. like that's not something that requires? I would say even an arrest. Just get his information, send him a fine, tell him not to do it again. Like this, it didn't even require the right. confrontation in the first place.
1: I th- I think that oftentimes too, like when they'll have a um, car chase, you know, through Los Angeles <laughs> County, and you know, seven innocent people are killed by chase. You know, this car. Stop chasing the right. car. You have the license plate number. Right. Follow up in two hours. Right. You, you'll locate the car. You'll locate the person eventually. This whole tactic of, like, de-escalation is gone. It's all about ego and pride and not being disrespected in that moment. So there, there
2: was a there was an incident, like, months ago uh, in Miami, the Miami Police Department. So there was an armed robbery of a jewelry store, right? They got away in a UPS truck. And the thing is, let's just think about this. We're talking about stolen rocks, yep. which are insured, so nothing bad there. We're talking about a ups truck which has a gps locator on it so they'll find the person uh you could look at statistics that people who steal stuff are very non-violent they'll never actually hurt these people because that's just kind of their mentality and the police stopped the ups truck in the middle of rush hour traffic and 18 police officers opened fire on a ups truck with a hostage inside killing the two armed robbers the hostage and somebody just trying to drive home to their family who just got caught in the gunfire and nothing ever happened to yeah, the no 18 police officers. And they they open fire on a highway in rush hour traffic. You can look at the photos. All of them are aiming in a way where it's very easy for civilians to get in the way. Yeah. They were even hiding behind civilian cars, using them as shields. Like, Just let the car go away. Once they'll they fight, think fight. they've gotten away, they'll let the hostage go, and then you have a GPS tracker on the UPS yeah. track. The diamonds are insured. It's It makes no sense yeah. that you even need to bring this to a violent end, especially in the middle of a packed highway.
0: I recently finished a book by Malcolm Gladwell called Talking to Strangers, and the book starts with the death of this black woman named Sandra Bland. She was pulled over by a police officer who, because of her color thought she had done something wrong and she proceeds to question the police officer about why she was arrested and it's all caught on his camera so you can listen to it which is horrific but her ultimate death is senseless and speaks to the kinds of training that we implement with our law enforcement and Gladwell he makes specific references to how our police officers are trained in this country to inaccurately target African Americans based on assumptions of guilt and they're taking um aggressive action against non aggressive people. And it's we are not even talking we've all forgotten about the two white guys who shot the black jogger. Right. I mean, that was just a week ago. Right. Right.
1: And here's the thing with the police, okay? I am pro Police officer. I'm not anti police, any of that. Right. They're putting their lives on the line every day. And with that comes a certain level of anxiety sure. and you know, heightened awareness and everything. And I get that. But clearly we don't have training tactics right. in place, mental health programs in place to help these people who are attempting to protect the rest of us to not get to that point. But if you have four police officers And one black
0: man, and you need to kneel on that black man's... Until he dies. Like, what what are we
1: doing? It's murder. It's murder. And the fact that our president has chosen to speak up about the looters, but hasn't even addressed... Yeah. The killing is in, just insane. And you know, in the middle of the night, he tweeted, "When
0: the looting starts, the shooting starts." So we've got troubles there. I mean, we've we've got big troubles there. I don't even want to. So let's let's troubles. let's Trump move on. Percent. Let's move on with Trump in his
1: Twitter war. Okay. So
0: he's apparently signed an executive order uh, against social media companies. Oh, love it! What, love what? it!
1: And he's used Twitter to his advantage yes. for
0: years now. now. Twitter and wants now to we put sh- his shutting it down. Yeah, because they're fact checking it. Love it. it.
2: I think it has to do with, he's, he brings up the social media bias against certain political ideologies, which I honestly do believe exists. Okay. Um, They're
0: left-leaning. Yes, yes, for sure.
2: And, like, obviously when you're hiring people, you can't just be like, oh, what's your political ideology? We need to make sure it's equal or anything right. like that. I'm not asking for that, but you need to understand that a lot of these tech companies out in Silicon Valley are obviously going to be leaning one way, and when you give those people the power to demonetize or kind of shadow ban. There's a thing called shadow banning, which is where you're not informed that you've been banned or anything like that. But when people try to search for you or you'll just show up less on your main feed and things like that, like, and it just seems to be happening a lot more to, you know, obviously certain ideologies. And I'm not saying that all ideologies, I'm not saying that a private company can't choose what they want and don't want on their platforms, but I'd certainly prefer if they were a little more upfront about it. Be like, yeah. look, if we, if you are silencing these ideologies, just say it yeah like, like i'd rather some- have that because again you are a private company fine do whatever you want yeah so but I guess don't, per- don't pretend that you're a neutral platform when you're very clearly not being yeah one.
0: twitter can say these are our values and if you're posting things that go against our values we're not going to let
1: you do it but it's not a value it's a, it's a truth or a lie i loved when he tweeted something like i i will be shutting down twitter <laughs> yeah and then twitter wrote underneath it Fact check. Donald Trump cannot shut down Twitter. That
0: was so genius. We've been talking about regulating social
1: media companies for a while.
2: I mean, with this thing, it's like, what is the truth? And that's obviously tough to tell. I can think of a bunch of examples where fact checking sites have labeled something like mostly false. But the criteria that they use to label false is pretty ridiculous. Right. It's just kind of tough to decide. What's true and what's false. So in my opinion, I'd rather just have it where we don't try to police what's true and what's false. And people just kind of people need to do a better job, obviously, of trying to figure out for themselves what's true and false. Like When you read one thing from one source, go around, try to find other places to back that up, because there are too many people who see something on Facebook That's, like, you know, made in meme format to say something that's insanely incorrect. And then they just share it.
1: Right. There's too many people that get their news from Facebook. Yeah. (laughs) But that's the thing. We're (laughs) sheep. I'm sorry, world out there that's going to be mad at me, but we're wearing the masks. We have no idea why. Now a new article came out that it's not good to wear the masks. I mean, so we're just blindly following whatever the majority tells us to do yeah and
0: i did i saw last night that the cnn reporter who was arrested he was saying to the arresting officer why am i being arrested sir what's the charge and the officer he said was cordial but he kept saying i'm just following orders man i don't know i I mean are we at this point in nazi germany now yeah what orders are you following though it's it's we're not
1: questioning questioning we're not questioning Holding people accountable yeah you can't do that and and i don't know why you know two three days three days later these people are walking around as free citizens of the united states that just wouldn't happen if the roles were reversed right it just wouldn't and i know people are like speaking of facebook posting things about like you know i don't see color and you know all these things and we just had to do this 21 day equity challenge for my work And that's the whole point. If you don't see my color, you don't know my background, you don't know what I've lived through, you don't know that my experience is entirely different than yours, even if we've lived the same exact socioeconomic life, our experiences are completely different. So for you to dismiss the color of my skin as being not racist... It's racist in itself. Yeah. Nothing is being put in context. Nothing in
0: our media, nothing in our communications to each other is put in any sort of context. I listened to Rand Paul the other day in mm-hmm. doing this research for the libertarian thing. And it's
1: like, why is nobody listening to Rand Paul? He's making well, some he's, really good points. He is making good points. But in the past, I viewed him as a psychopath. So I'm like scared to lean that way and to listen to him because... He's kind of a psycho at the same time. Well, I don't
0: know if he's a psycho, but I do think that (laughs) specifically related to the context of the coronavirus in our society, he is making valid scientific based observations. You know, even Stephen Colbert, who's completely left, he's like, I'm with Rand Paul and what he's saying about the death rate for kids in COVID is basically zero. Yeah. From zero from you know birth to eighteen years, if you get COVID, your chance of dying is as close to zero as possible. And then from 18 to 45, it's barely one percent. Right. And then it jumps related to older people and people with underlying health conditions. But the media does nothing to put the actual numbers in any sort of context related to you know, our entire country, and it's frustrating. All right, let's move on. I just want to mention this state-to-state travel restrictions, Carrie. Have we been, look, do you know anything about these state-to-state travel restrictions that are out there?
1: I know nothing about it, and I refuse to acknowledge it if you're going to tell me that. I, can't I
0: don't know what
1: the restrictions
0: are. Um, all I've heard is that when ho- hotels open up, if you're from certain states, like, I heard this about Florida. If you're from like the tri state area, not us, but Connecticut, New Jersey, New York, mm-hmm. and you're going to a hotel, you're supposed to quarantine in your ho- hotel for 14 days before you can go out. Are we serious? Who's monitoring that? Nobody, especially in Florida. Who has
2: that many vacation days? I, I don't, mean, that they can spend 14 days before their vacation even starts. And
0: who's, are we seriously going to police this? Nobody.
1: Nobody.
2: I think this is a huge thing that we've been seeing a lot to, uh, these days is just. People have been writing these bills and making these orders into law without ever thinking if it's actually something that's legitimately enforceable or if, or if anyone's going to listen to it. And I think it's just ridiculous. Like, I've just started to realize that, oh, wow, it really is It's just a piece of paper they right, right. signed. It doesn't actually do anything until certain people come to enforce it. But if it's a legitimately unenforceable law, it's nothing. It's a piece of paper, and it just sits there and does nothing. And I think But it could people cause a lot that. of
0: chaos out there if hotels or other states were, are going to take weird, extreme measures. Like Good Morning America said, some hotels are looking at making specific room keys for those guests from hotspot locations that would lock them out of their hotel rooms if they left because... Their quarantine wasn't up yet are we serious
2: so people leave their door on a hinge and just kind of <laughs> take the risk of maybe it gets
0: i do that all the time anyways i just leave my door open yeah.
1: and go get my coffee and come back anyways i just just be i wasn't aware of this. okay just i'm gonna have to look into this because my husband has said to me multiple times I can't get stuck somewhere for 14 days. Yeah. You know that, Well, right? I'm trying
0: to get my brother to either go up to visit my mom. And he's like, I can't afford to be Trapped stuck somewhere. somewhere. Like, especially if I go to New York, Florida, maybe Florida's not going to let me back in until I quarantine for 14 days. And I can't be out of right. work for 14 days. Right. So it's... Mind-numbing.
1: But as Michael was saying about Stupid. the enforceability, we do know people who have traveled yes. from New York, New Jersey to Florida. They are currently staying in a hotel. Okay. There is, I, I think it's a best practice. I hope so. But I don't yeah. think it's actually
0: being enforced. Okay. Then the last mom share I have is, I have a new show for you, Carrie. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's a South African show. Maya, oh. YouTube. This is for Maya. It's called Date My Family. Date My Family? Oh, okay. Date My Family. I'm
1: already hooked. I'm in.
0: <laughs> okay. So, supposedly, it's a show where, you know, like the dating game? Yes. Where contestants don't know, you know, they can't see who the potential date is going to be. But the idea is that that person goes and spends an afternoon or an evening with, with a, the family. And Interesting. <laughs> at the end of that, the family decides, you know, you can go on yes. a date with so-and-such-and-such and such person. Okay. And the person that would be asking the questions on, like, Dating Game is viewing... What's going on. Is viewing what's going on. Can see and hear it, but can't interject. What channel? Is this a TLC? No, it's not a TLC. I have no idea what channel it's on. You're going to have to figure that out yourself. It's right up our alley. The Lucases are going <laughs> yep. to be in. Date my family. All right. We're going to move into our main mom to topic, which is... The libertarian viewpoint. The definition of libertarianism is a political philosophy or movement that upholds liberty as its core principle maximizing freedoms limiting government to which I somewhat identify as I consider myself fairly fiscally conservative but socially liberal.
2: I I think you killed it right off the bat when you said like it's just you know fiscally conservative people who also happen to be socially liberal. I think it's a lot of I think it's mostly coming from people who used to be Republicans, but then they're like, "Wait a second! I really don't care who gets married. I don't yeah. really care if you smoke weed." And it's it's kind of as up long to as the you're individual. not
0: harming any person. Exactly right.
2: right, and I mean the drug debate is is obviously huge, and Libertarians I would say take a pretty big, pretty extreme uh, view on it. It's just that like you know drugs are like anything else like you just do it and that's your decision to do so so and people don't like that obviously and i'm obviously not an advocate for drug use whatsoever but i think people
0: should be able to police themselves
2: yeah in that regard exactly and i mean you could talk about how the drug war has been about a hundred times more deadly than yeah, and it's uses. always all about money,
0: anyways. It's about who's exactly, going to make money exactly.
2: off of it. Yeah, so I think it just kind of like Rand Paul is a great example. I like that you brought him up. You know, he's technically a Republican, but if you actually look at his viewpoints and the way that he votes and everything, he's very clearly not, very clearly a libertarian. I feel like that's the only way that will gain any ground in local government, state governments, or even the federal government is just running as a Republican. To try and get those people's votes because again, we still have the two parties. System right, we we that.
0: the only people that actually have a voice at the table are the Republicans and the Democrats. They are only the ones who can really debate when we get to these situations. And if you're a libertarian, you don't necessarily get as much air cover, which is is interesting to me.
1: Well, and also I sort of feel like the idea of Trump in the beginning was kind of a little bit Libertarian, Because you thought like, he was going Everyone to... Everyone was
2: hoping yes. that he'd be a small yes. government man, but he's honestly, like, one of the most authoritarian presidents. Right. You know. And it history. was
1: more like when he was running, it was like, I don't care about the gays, and I don't right. care about... You know, and you knew he wasn't a religious person. It, but I feel like maybe in the beginning of that, that was sort of somewhat of appealing to... Um, you know Michael's age range and that right. younger generation. I feel like the twenty to thirty somethings like really bought into who yeah, he potential. was, thinking he was going to be more like that kind of a leader.
0: Do you think Alex P. Keaton would have been a libertarian in today's world? Do you know who Alex P. I, Keaton I, I was?
1: Don't.
0: <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I was gonna say, oh shit, um, Family Ties. There was an old show back in the maybe eighties, nineties. I don't know yeah. when Family Ties was. He was. Uh, a young Republican. You'll have to watch it. He was a young Republican kid in growing up in a household of Democrats. hippie liberals, and his viewpoint was always crush the big government. But I feel like young Republicans they live in the world with people that are gay, and they don't care about yeah. transgender or
1: well, it's kind of taking the religious piece out of yes, the or politics. I religious, think. moral, you well,
2: Also, I mean, a lot of people just don't even believe, like, why is the government deciding who is married and who isn't? Like, right. honestly, when you just actually start to think about it and get the religious aspect out of the way, is marriage even like, a political I don't know, thing. like, why, do they why does it say? have to be a legal factor? Like, why can't I just tell somebody, like, oh like all because, right like yes. let's live together because and, there's and other because there's
0: a long line of other issues that go along with it who can be in the hospital with you what you know how you do your taxes and that plays into it which is all government related things but a lot of those things are designed to help society be maintain the
1: family structure and
0: or maintain structure in general it doesn't necessarily always have to be family but it maintains those certain social norms that we're all accustomed to i mean Gay people wanted the right to get married for more than just a piece of paper. It it's meant for a partnership that allows companies and governments to recognize, you know, certain things, including healthcare benefits, which you know leads me to my question to you on how do libertarians view healthcare?
2: Yeah, so I would say that um, I feel like a lot of people make the argument they're like, oh, the free market uh, system failed on healthcare. It's very clear from where we are now. I I would make the argument that we're absolutely not in a free market healthcare system right now. We're in a very overregulated and. Well, there's monopoli- only a few
0: companies that really maintain our healthcare. Exactly. So it's a monopoly. Um, still. Exactly.
2: So there's so many laws. There are these uh, con laws are called certificate of need where. Um, If you're in a certain area, Virginia, tons of states have these for all different industries. But one example is like Virginia has them for hospitals, right? So if I want to go to Virginia and I want to open up a hospital to compete with the current hospitals that are there, I need to get permission from the current hospitals. They need to all vote and allow me to open up my business there. Otherwise, I can't do it. So that's me asking my competition, hey, is it okay if I come in here and compete against you? And they're obviously going to say no. I mean, it's ridiculous. Imagine if that was with any other industry. Mm. Like, if McDonald's owned, mm-hmm. you know, a bunch of McDonald's in an area, and then Burger King comes in, and they have to ask McDonald's if right. they can come in, of course McDonald's is going to say no.
1: I think hospitals are going under the guise right now that they're independently owned and operated, but they're not. They're really government-run with a private healthcare exactly. system. Like they, they have right.
2: the, They have the socialist advantages when it comes to being the only ones and having complete control of the entire market but then they're also claiming that they're a free market and therefore they can charge whatever prices they want. So it's really the worst of both worlds, uh, the system that we currently have. And there's so you, a ton of examples of this, like people always talk about pharmaceuticals and how expensive they are. Yeah. There's so many problems with that. First off, like patents last way too long uh, because they can, can continue to renew them. I mean, insulin has been was discovered a hundred years right. ago. The fact that anyone can claim a patent to insulin right now is ridiculous. So when people ask, me, what the government should do about high pharmaceutical prices, I say nothing. Right. Because right now they're Back doing off. something. They're doing something. They're, if I try to open up an insulin production factory tomorrow, I'll be arrested on the spot. So if you just completely get rid of the patent for insulin, which I don't know, again, patents are intended to help create discovery. If the discovery is right. 100 years old, move on. Right,
0: right. So Interesting. there should be,
2: you know, 10, 20 different companies all producing insulin and all charging lower prices than the other one. And then eventually, you know, the market will create, will hit equilibrium price, whatever that may be. And I'm sure it'll be very low.
1: What about, do you have an example of a country or society that's doing healthcare correctly?
2: So Germany actually, again, this is another thing I would suggest people to do research on their own always, but I've done a decent amount of research in the The one thing that's always said, and it bothers me so much when people say it's Bernie Sanders' thing, is where he's like, oh, all these other countries do Medicare for all. Right. And if you actually look at it, a lot of them don't. They do a similar system where you have this government Medicare for people who are, you know, poor or old or whatever, Medicare Medicaid. And then you also have private insurance. That's how Germany does it. They do insurance through their jobs. Right. And then they have a Medicare system. They just, they have better laws to promote competition but don't the they United have States bigger taxes buys.
0: too like yeah okay
2: you just kind of have to have this balance of yes you can't just let people who can't afford insurance die on the street and that's what you know medicaid is right for. but the idea that we need some sort of medicare for all thing like people should people who can pay for their own health care probably should and another mate we talk about this in my economic i was tutored in an economics class for two years now and the thing we always talk about with healthcare care is It just doesn't make any sense to have health insurance cover as much stuff as it does. And I know that that, people are going to hate hearing that because everybody wants health insurance to cover everything. Right. But the truth is, insurance, the idea of insurance is risk sharing. Like, you buy house insurance, but you don't expect your house to burn down. I can't buy health insurance and then have it pay for my yearly physical. Because my yearly physical, the chance of that happening is 100%. There's no risk of whether I do or not have my yearly physical. Right. Right. So um, you think
0: we should pay for our yearly physicals if yes, they can afford it? Yes, just out of pocket. Right.
2: Um, because you'll find that when people actually have to pay for things themselves and they don't have this far away company paying off paying for it for them, they'll actually shop around and I know obviously shopping around for healthcare seems strange, but we shop around for everything else and that's what drives prices down. And there's a great actually example of this, LASIK eye surgery. is yeah. like one of the few areas of healthcare that's not covered by any insurance. And it's the only industry that has seen prices being lowered. And it's cheaper than it's ever been. And there's better technology advances. Because people go and try to get it, right? And they go to one place and they're like, oh, $500 or whatever. And yes. Well, I found this other place that I'll do it for 300 So I'm going to go to them instead. And But with health, with insurance, right? You just go to the doctor's office that's closest to you. If there's a doctor that's 10 miles further from you, but they charge half price, you're not going to care whatsoever, right? Because you have your insurance company paying for it. You just got to pay your co-pay or premium, which you're going to pay anyways. So it's just kind of a messed up system because instead of a two-way transaction, like with most goods and services, you have this three-way transaction in which the person paying for it is not the person getting it. And you you have conflicts of interest. Right, right. It's very very confusing.
1: Health healthcare is is a mess because i would agree with the things that you're saying except for the fact that if you have to pay for your yearly physical people aren't going to large majority of people aren't going to do it and they're not going to find pre-existing conditions which is eventually going to cost the insurance companies more money to treat those i mean it's just some it's a mess and i would say i mean i don't know anything about the german system but i would say massachusetts has a pretty good healthcare system prior to you know everything changing or whatever i don't know what's no, going on no i mean now. Man, but we, we did had a good Mass health yeah. we had medicare and then we had privatized insurance Right. and you were paying for what they deemed you could actually afford to pay so it wasn't free for everybody it was this is what portion sliding, of your yeah, it's a scale yeah
2: we have 50 states why not you know try these small little experiments in all these different states like mm-hmm. massachusetts did all these people are so obsessed with oh my god we need National. a massive National. federal yeah. Medicare for All system. Hey, why not? Let's try Medicare for All in a state. It's so much easier to execute on a smaller scale. So let's have these experiments. Let's try a state that's actually a free market system. Let's have a state that's of Medicare for All system. And we'll see how these experiments go. But the idea that people are so obsessed with fighting over control of the federal government because they want to implement implement their plans nationwide... I think it's just a dangerous path to go down. Right.
1: So, and also, okay. most other um, countries that are working a health care system are the size of a state. some of our states. Yes, exactly. They're not as large. I
0: do think that that's an interesting suggestion. In looking into libertarianism, I came across this certain graphic. It was a square with four quadrants. And in the top two quadrants, it had authoritarian. Government left and right, and in the bottom two quadrants, it was libertarian left and right. When you look at it, the majority majority of us all do fall kind of in the yeah. center. There's fringes of left and right, and but we can never seem to find from our political process the middle ground for um, governing. If this libertarianism, it does sound pretty interesting to me, but no country has actually put it in place or tried it so what do you you know like it seems like a ideology that's a pipe dream and a utopia if you will like this would be great but no one's really tried it what do you say to things like that like
2: well i would say there are plenty of countries that you, there are certain freedom indexes. I was actually just watching a video on it before I came over okay. here. There's like Cato Institute, different like research institutes that do freedom indexes on economic and personal freedoms. And the top three countries are Switzerland, Hong Kong, fourth was Ireland, I think third was New Zealand. Okay. So these are countries that have very high economic freedom, very high personal freedom. That is... Uh, like libertarian like Those, there is no right. stopping point right? right like right. it's not like there's oh no perfect once, yeah it's not like oh we've f- abolished the entire government we have reached libertarian yes, goals. yes you know like it's just kind of a like you said on the political compass right it's just an area it's right an area of the political compass that could cover a bunch of different people there are going to be different things that certain people feel the government should do certain people feel like the government shouldn't And I feel like with libertarianism, it's just kind of pushing towards the let's not have government doing so much. And so in Switzerland and Hong Kong and things like that, it's very easy to start a business. It doesn't require a whole bureaucracy to approve. You just go in with one form, Mm -hmm. you get it signed and bam, you have a business now. Like that's an example of where people just want economic freedom. They don't believe that. Your business license needs to be run through five different people before it's approved.
0: And isn't in New Zealand the the prime minister Jacinda Ardern, who seems like a very liberal prime minister, but as you say, they have economic and social freedoms closer to libertarianism. But when the mass shooting happened there, within days, the ban on assault weapons happened. That seems more anti-libertarian to me.
2: Is that yeah, So a libertarian would definitely be against any sort of you know gun bans or anything like right. that. Because all law-abiding citizens should be able to own, and again, whatever property they want peacefully. I should be able to own something peacefully. No but not a bazooka
0: or a tank. Do you want to own a tank? I mean, right? I mean, Arnold Schwarzenegger
2: owns a tank. So, we already kind of have that. Uh, I guess. The reason (laughs) that New Zealand still is very high is because, you know, gun rights are one issue. So, you know, their score isn't going to tank to the bottom just because they did one thing. Uh, Because there's so many factors. And so many factors that I feel like people just don't know about. I've been watching just so many videos on government regulations and different industries, like I talked about with con laws and things like that. And there's just so many things that I feel like people just get so sucked on these, like, certain issues. Like, gun Mm -hmm. issues is such a big thing in America. But there's so many other things that are going on and that are problems, and people just don't really realize. Right. One example is, well, all this COVID stuff was going on, people were focused on that. The federal government was passing a bill through the Mm. House and stuff to try and end end end-to-end encryption of data through the Internet. So, like, right now, right... You can encrypt things and send it to other people so there's no possible way for the government to try and you know snatch it and read right. it and stuff like that. And they want to end I, the privacy sorry laws. if that techno- yeah. technological term is completely no. off, but basically what I believe it is, is is being able to privately send stuff to people and things like that. And they're trying to end that and make it illegal to do so. That's a major freedom issue, and it's not like...
1: They the, can sorry, that's an issue anyone's talking about. Yeah. I everyone's I think talking that's because about people masks they don't and understand. people are talking yeah.
2: about things that honestly might not matter as much as literal freedom on the internet and freedom to privacy. And it's it's just like, that's why... There are so many things that would be involved in a freedom index, not just these.
1: And we have been saying that all along. Like with this presidency, it's like a Wizard of Oz. Look over, over here. Him. There's this big distraction, and then all these other things are passing through because we've got our panties in <coughs> yeah. a bunch over.
2: I you know. bet you they love Trump because they're just like, great, he's distracted. Yeah, he's distracted. Well, we distract, Because the thing is, both sides are both in favor of just so many bad things. Yeah. Every single time he tries to say, hey, let's bring the troops home. Let's get out of the Middle East finally after 19 years. The Republicans and Democrats come together to all sign some worthless piece of paper that just says this is a bad idea. Because neither of the sides want to leave. Because they all probably have financial interests. Yeah, there's there's a
0: benefit there.
2: So when he distracts everybody from this, they can go, awesome, let's go, you know send more troops, or send more military spies, or, or do whatever, or continue surveillance. I mean, Trump's, right now, he's saying, he's like, oh, don't let it pass. But it's like, dude, it's going to be at your desk, and you're probably going to sign it just because somebody next to you told you to. Right, because
0: he can't read.
2: It, like, yeah, like, he, <laughs> He wants so. You're gonna know, hate me when I say this, but no. I think his issue is like he wants everyone to like him, yes. Mess up is as that, that is. So, oh, like, no, that's exactly. So what he is. will totally throw anything, any beliefs to the wind if it means that yes. he can get a good poll or if he can get people who hate him to say that he did a good job yeah. or anything like that. What
0: I want to say about libertarianism is, it seems to me like this woke state of this very high level viewpoint of. You you really believe that when left to their own, you know, like the Lord of the Flies, they're going to figure it out and be good to each other. When I don't necessarily know, like, if people will choose the right path or or the good path and who's to say what that is. I get what libertarians are saying. As long as your path doesn't harm anybody else's
2: path. It certainly is uh, kind of in a perfect world in you know, its essence, but I think it's kind of based off of this idea in economics called the invisible hand. People working in their own self-interest will actually kind of all just work together. Like, we don't need to all come together and say, hey, let's form a society. I just need to say I'm going to go do what's best for me. You're going to all do what's, go what's best for you. And then when we trade and, and work together that way, again, it's still through our self-interest. Like, I'm going to go and specialize in something and do it. Yeah. And you're going to do that, too. And we're all going to fill each other's needs, right? Because if I get hungry, that's a need. And then you're going to realize that. And in your own self-interest, you're going to be like, all right, I'm going to start farming. Which is why... And I'll be why, able to fill that need. Which
0: is why the private sector rises up and solves a bunch of these problems like when natural disasters happen when i was listening to all these companies that are like we're gonna make masks we're gonna do this we're gonna do that i'm like why why do i need this idiot in the white house he's not doing anything it's all these companies that have come together to say all right we'll fix this people we'll cover your ass trump and prove that the government can't do anything that, to me, is libertarianism, right? Like you're exactly. The
2: company- I, I literally wrote down, like, examples. Like, there are so many companies that were, you know, there were alcohol companies that were making hand sanitizer. Right. There was a company where the employees stayed in their factory working 12 hours, every other shift 12 hours, for, like, two weeks straight. And they just did that voluntarily, you know? And, and there were tons of car companies that were like, hey, we'll make ventilators if you need them and stuff. And there were companies doing this. And then... Trump said that he was going to use the Defense Production Act. Right. Which was back in World War II, which is, it's just not economically, it just doesn't make sense.
0: I was wondering why kept being thrown out there, but never put into
2: action. Because it just doesn't make a lot of sense, right? Like, if, if you're a company that produces good A, that's the good that you know how to make. And now the government's going to come and tell you, hey, go make ventilators. And you're like, we don't make ventilators, we make computer parts. they are like, I don't care. Just figure out how to make ventilators change up your production facility, find suppliers. How, how do you even find suppliers to build ventilators if you're in a completely other, different right. industry, right? It's, it's just silly to assume that people just know how to do that. They know how to build what they build, and they can maybe make some slight alterations if they want to. Like, the alcohol companies figured out how to make hand sanitizer. Yeah. Like, GE got... Demanded to make ventilators, and they were like, "All right, well, we're gonna need some time, right? To rearrange By the time we our need factories. The ventilators,
0: uh, we don't need the ventilators anymore. <laughs> we're gonna
2: need to rearrange." So, the idea of it, and yeah, it just sounds good, but it's just so silly Especially- to pretend that some random government official can just tell a company. Go make this.
1: Right, When they right. don't even know how
2: to do so. Okay,
1: I, I have a, just a general question and ask it. Ask it. You can edit it out if it's stupid. So I'm watching this series on PBS called Jamestown, okay? So I'm feeling, you know, enlightened about how America started, okay? <laughs> if you think about the reason that we came to America in the first place, it was somewhat of a libertarian point of view. So we can... Um, do what we want. Practice whatever religion we want. We can own our own land. We can farm. We can do whatever we want without the government control over us correct
2: yeah all of the founders i would say and again there are definitely going to be outliers and things like that like it's unfortunate to say that you know the founders probably didn't think positively of same-sex marriage or things right, like that right. things that kind of come with time and all right. that but i would say for the most part that they were libertarian that's what a lot of people say they'll be like oh it's the greatest British military ever versus a bunch of libertarian farmers, right, and right what we won. That was their idea, right? They just they didn't want soldiers in their homes. They didn't want random taxes that they had to pay to go fund wars elsewhere. I and mean, when you think about it, that's literally what we're doing right now. We're paying right. taxes to fund wars elsewhere for no reason. And so I would definitely say that if any of the founding fathers came back today and saw how much the government grew. Uh, they'd be certainly upset by it. I just because.
1: want to say I'm proud of myself. I'm very
0: proud. That, I, that uh, was a that very good question. That I recognize. Yeah. And it was a very good reference. Jamestown, it's a good series. Until they brought the slaves in. And yeah. Well, I it. mean, it's the truth.
2: Products yeah. of their time. Yeah, yeah, products
0: of their time. And that's, that's the other piece. As you younger people start to become more involved in economics and politics and everything, and you bring this more awakened view of social issues... I've been waiting forever for the political system to grow and lean towards that direction. I mean, I've always said we're fiscally conservative, you know, socially liberal. So I identify as an independent as far as the political system is concerned. But can't libertarianism be the independent candidate? But
1: along that lines of you're saying with the youth and coming up and things will change and everything... That's kind of when we watched the Michelle Obama documentary. She was kind of like, where'd you all go? You all voted, and I know Obama Obama isn't everybody's be-all, end-all, but you all voted this person in, and then everybody left. So you didn't follow up with your votes for your congressman or your senators or laws within your own community. Because we don't
0: teach uh, civics in school. That's why. We We don't teach what it means to actually have state and local government because they really do more... They have more of a connection. Yes. And
1: And that's my fear with the young people is that, like, everybody's a certain way until they've reached a certain socioeconomic status, and then their beliefs and goals and ideologies sell out to fit in with the norm or whatever they're in at that moment. And, too, you were mentioning that the the libertarian is the woke group. I think that's true, but I think it's funny that the very far liberal Democrats view themselves as the woke people,
0: well the, <clears throat> the, the, it only in the sense of their social issues. so circle back because I had <clears throat> mentioned that I'm a, like is an independent, and we can never seem to get our political system to advocate a third-party system or four-party system or whatever
2: i think it's i think it has to do a little bit with just the way that media portrays everything right mm. like you were talking about how rand paul is a pretty good voice and, and i definitely agree with him on a lot of things but people just started saying that he was a russian agent for no reason because i think he talked to putin but like he just made the he made the very clear explanations. like look you talk to your enemies just like you talk to anybody else like you can't just you ignore talk them, them forever right, right? So he did that, but everyone was like, oh, my God, he visited Russia and talked to Putin. He's a Russian agent. The media helps delegitimize him, you know? Right. And and Trump did the same thing. Trump originally he was like, oh, libertarians look cool. They should be invited to the debate stage. And I'm guessing one of his advisors was like, oh, you're going to lose a lot more votes to libertarians than Hillary Clinton will. And so then, like, the next day he was like never mind you should need at least you know 15% of the vote to yeah. get to the debate stage or whatever and can I it's say like one thing? so they're just killed by all the larger groups with all the influence and power before they can ever and
0: i just want to say I like the scruffy Rand Paul look, by the way. I think beard. that was a COVID thing. Yeah, he, he was he, sick. He was sick and recovered from COVID, but now he's kind of like, let the beard grow in, his hair's a little bit longer, like everybody who's now i have to look home. him up. And I'm like, he's totally looking a little cooler than he was before, all like buttoned up. And, and you know, you were the one who mentioned to me before about the Rand Paul rant on COVID. And yes. I didn't post it on our website, but I, I think, you know, I will as far as just listen to what he has to say on the Senate floor about what Sweden did, not not taking their kids out of school. And really, truly looking at the numbers from the experts, because we cannot continue to print endless amounts of money and keep things shut down. It's just not sustainable. Well, I just
1: read an article this morning on um, a restaurant in York Beach, Maine, and they were set to open for oh. business four days from now. Okay. Okay. Uh, For outdoor dining to begin with. So um, they put all sorts of measures in place. They've ordered their food, their alcohol, their staff is back. They've made preparations for this, monetary preparations, after being shut down for months. And then um, they received notice today, or yesterday, it must have been, that um, they, they will not be allowed to open, and it's a TBD date on right. when they're opening. And he's just like, "You can't... taking COVID, he said, and I felt so bad, he said, I'm taking COVID seriously, I realize you know, the yeah. scale of all of this. But he said, you know, there's been nine cases in York Beach, Maine. Like, you have to put in perspective of what we're looking at, and individual pockets right. should be shut down, but York Beach, Maine... I mean, and I know people will flock there and everything else. I don't believe that people flocking there is going to increase anything. It drives me crazy, we're on our way here, that Staples is open, but the clothes Mm. stores besides Staples are closed. Right. And Maya says, well, you need office supplies. Yeah, you can order those office supplies online. Just just like you can order the clothes. Right. So why are the... Clothing stores shut down and stables is open. It, it, it's just so random and it's, makes it's, no there's sense. There's just not
2: a lot of science behind right. any of this. They're no. just kind of doing whatever they feel. And I think it's just the most insane power grab That's ever. what yes. I feel too. And it's it's amazing how quickly how, all I, of these yeah. private businesses have been able to adjust to the ridiculous things that the politicians are like, No, you need this, this, this and this. And they're like, Alright, we'll make it we'll happen. Do it. We're all and adjusting. They do it and then the politicians are like, nope, never mind, it's not yeah. enough, we need more and more. Like, the golf courses, they were like, oh yeah, you need to create a device that the ball will not fall entirely into the hole, because that's bad. And yeah. so then they sure. went out to, like, Home Depot, such- bought a bunch of supplies, built devices, and they did it in, like, a in, in very quick time, and, and now the golf courses are open, but it's like, I'm sorry, what was any of the science behind this, like you can already stick your hand into a hole yeah. and, and take the ball out without touching anything else. You can already do that. So,
0: Guys, the science that is out there is basically saying that 20 to 50 times higher than predicted, people have had COVID and have recovered. And we are not paying attention to that fact, that the rate of infection and the rate of recovery has come and gone and we we're moving through it without it being a recognized fact out mm-hmm. there. And I mean I would never have thought my daughter in February was wearing a mask cuz she was afraid of covid, yeah. right? Before covid was even like
2: highlighted and yeah. I was like
0: you're insane yeah. child, your anxiety and
1: now we're all wearing masks. It's what 2 months, 3 months later. It freaks me out that, yeah, that- how quickly everybody fell in line along the lines of like people Doing what they know is best for the for the greater good and everything. Like we got in an elevator this morning, and they had the stickers on the floor in the elevator of where to stand. Oh my god! I know where to stand if I get in an elevator with somebody else. Right. I know not to stand.
2: I'm not going to be on somebody's them. back, well, unless, anyways. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I don't get uncomfortably close to someone anyway. Yeah, and
1: if
0: you're a close talker, you got no place in the society. Yeah, but I like, just
1: as a general rule, I don't need a sticker on the floor of the elevator to Biden tell is me. in trouble. He's wow. a post stalker. Biden could be <laughs> Oh, <in> and <laughs> then,
2: okay, he's getting a ridiculous with the masks. Have you seen some of the photos? There's, like, him and we his... We can't
0: bash Biden. We, we need, I'm, I mean, we I'm, need... To... <laughs> okay. I'm sorry, I'm but, Michael. like, he's
2: wearing a mask when it's just him and his wife, and they're, like, in his backyard. Why are you wearing a mask in your own backyard with your because own family that you've been Because he knows he's gonna be photographed. In? He's trying to see I know, that's what family. I'm saying. Like, he's, he's doing this whole mask... He's anti-Trump Advertising yeah. he's Exactly He's, he's just trying just to act Trump, Trump For yeah. not yeah. wearing masks yeah. it's Dude it's like Come Trump. on You're in your own yard With your own family I hope No one in America Is wearing a mask Inside their house With their own family oh, right. I don't
0: know Alright we are going to Pause yeah, it we're here going long. We're going long It's alright We're going right. to pause ticker. it here And we're going to come back With a coffee crush quarantine With some very famous Libertarians okay. What do you think about that? Great Right? Alright we'll be right back All right, we're back, but we have some breaking news before we start our Coffee Crush quarantine. It used to be, Michael, Coffee Cruise Crush, but we adjusted it during this COVID crisis to coffee crush or quarantine. But before that, we have some breaking news from Maya Lucas. Maya. Derek something, I think, has fled to Florida. Okay, so in the updated updated news from George Floyd Case, one of the police officers has fled from Minneapolis to Florida because, Maya...
1: Oh, people are, we're standing outside his house in Minnesota, and every time he tried to order food, the food (laughs) delivery would realize whose house it was, and they would drive away. So he's fled to Florida, outside Orlando. And I said to Maya, I'm more pissed off that I found out he owns two houses on a policeman's salary. Well, we're not sure if he
0: fled to his own house (laughs) or... It
1: is his own house because someone... Well, he would
0: have to, right? Some
1: genius has looked up people registered to vote in Windermere, Florida that's where I guess it is, and his name popped up with his address.
0: Oh, he's got two houses. Now Carrie's really pissed. I'm really pissed. How How dare you? He's getting paid too much to kill somebody.
2: It is important to remember that these people have addresses. You know, a lot of people think they're just these gods, they can't be touched and everything, but they live in a home just like everybody else, and you can go there, and throw rocks at their window.
0: Right, and Michael made a good point. I'm not going to throw you under the bus with it, but, like, these protesters are out there and they go to the police station and set the police station on fire, and... In an act of trying to peacefully protest, right? I don't know how the fire got started or whatever, but wouldn't you be better off going to this person's house and protesting?
2: All I think is that I think the police need to be met with a legitimate and organized force of civilians so they understand that they are outnumbered three hundred to one, and that they need to serve the community better than they are currently.
0: There has to be a revamping of how, how we police this country and the training that they go through and, you know, because I think 99% of police officers are Are morally good good people that don't want to. No, Michael disagrees with me. but And Maya disagreed as well. All right, so 98%? What do we get? I mean, we
2: can't give 50. I believe that they have good intentions when they join the force, but I believe the system that it is just, it is inherently like, I mean, you're placing force against pe- most of the time but, peaceful people. And again, I'm not talking about the cops that arrest people for doing actually bad things. I have a list that I made of things that I believe that cops do, which is like. Well, and cops do get paid incorrect.
1: for
0: uh issuing citations right tickets but go ahead michael let's hear the list before we get mm. into our
2: all right game. so these are like abusive power right so there's literally murdering people which obviously but we've, we've seen. Just seen and then there's so many cases of officers planting drugs and faking evidence yeah. on people just that literally you know you can get pulled over for a tail light and they'll drop a bag of meth in your trunk we're,
1: we're not talking about you oj you still did it yeah <laughs>
2: Uh, There's a thing called civil asset forfeiture. All they have to do is believe that something you own has been used in a crime and they can take it away from you and you need to go to court to get it back. So there's an example of a woman in Pittsburgh who was uh, kind of weird, but she was driving her part of her dad's retirement fund, $40,000 in cash to his house. The police stopped her and believed. It is suspicious, but that's not a crime, right? Right. The the act is driving cash to someone's house. So they took the cash, never convict, never arrested her, never convicted her of anything, never proved anything. And they took all the money and she had to go to court to get it back. They just took it. Or like, let's say, let's say your friend borrows your car and goes and buys, you know, some drugs or whatever. The police can take your car. Right. From you because it's now been used in a crime. And again, this is all before anything one's actually been convicted in court. And then there's no knock warrants, which is, in my opinion, just a home invasion. They usually happen around like three or four in the morning, and they don't knock on the door. They don't show you the warrant. They just break into your house, and then obviously you're like, but the
0: percentage of these things must be fairly small because I've never heard of any of them, basically.
1: Oh, that, mean, that's again. That's, I think you've never heard of them because, and I've never heard of them either, because we don't live in that population that's being victimized. Biased. Yeah, yeah. That's this this happened
2: true. in Georgia. There was a they did a no-knock warning for a woman who was supposedly connected to drugs or whatever. But they had and the the problem. husband was like, "Oh my God, someone's breaking in!" So he grabs his gun and starts shooting oh, at these God. at these ununiformed officers who never announced who they were. They killed his wife, and then they're trying to charge him with attempted murder on a police officer, even though they broke into his house.
1: And the other guy who just recently um, was shot in his own home, watch, watching TV, eating ice cream. Um, the black man. They broke into his home. It was a girl. She, the police officer was a girl, but she shot yeah. him. Yes, she went into the wrong apartment. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was um, a just does, yes. randomly shot somebody sitting in their own girl. home.
0: No. And yeah, she was no, it. I remember that too there's an overhaul that needs to happen and mom save america is not solving this one today that's for sure I feel for the family I feel for you know I was listening to like Michael Strahan and I could see he was getting like emotional was trying not to but you know even him he was like I'm privileged in what I do and everything but I still grew up feeling yes. those feelings yes. and no one can understand those feelings
1: because we don't walk around in that, that skin and when people don't recognize him as michael strahan he's just yes. a very large black man right who's still living with those same fears and anxieties exactly like he comes out of a gym and his workout yes. stuff and right
0: it's scary all right we're gonna pause that one and get back to our coffee crush quarantine michael the rules are coffeeing with someone is just you know, having a cup of coffee, you only have to spend a limited amount of time tolerating this person or this idea. Crushing is obviously you killing them. And quarantine, which used to be cruising, is you got to spend 14 days. Like a cruise. And 14 we, days. We, we wanted to get rid of the cruise because no one's going on cruises anymore, number one, including you, I'm assuming. Yes. And the cruise industry is just a pollutant. We're quarantining. And we chose some famous libertarians for this uh, episode. Chris Rock... Howard Stern and David Letterman all have been on my list of um, self-proclaimed libertarian
1: people. So, Carrie, you want to jump in? Okay. I'm quarantining with Howard. And although I know he's not a social person and would probably be pretty miserable to spend 14 days with, because I think he's sort of just only amicable and alive when he's on the air. You think so? Really? i self-proclaimed miserable person, yeah.
0: I think he's after very self isolating I know, but he's gone through therapy now and he seems to be a much
1: happier individual. I just think he's a really smart person. I think he I'd have great conversation. I adore his radio show always, even way back in the day when it was. Um, Is he
0: a reality TV show fan? Because then you could really, you'd be fine. If you he loves watching, The Bachelor.
1: Okay. It's one of his favorite shows. Then, then you're fine. It. Yeah. We'd okay. sit and watch. Bachelor, Bachelor. You watch the new TV show. I could get him into 90 Day Fiance, no problem. Oh my god! All right. Okay, what is it, Chris Rock, Chris Rock and, or David Letterman? And, oof, who are you? Who are you crushing? I think I'm crushing David Letterman. Mm. The beard and and everything, and I I don't know. All right, well I'm crushing David Letterman. Not just because of the beard, just. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just uh, I'm a little dull. Okay. For me, all and right. not really all that friendly. Sometimes I find like. When he's interviewing people. Yeah, he's a little cold. Yeah. And uh, Chris Rock, I'll go to coffee with him. I'm not sure what that would be like, but I love his stand-up. But I'm not sure how friendly he'd be either. Yeah, okay. Michael, Michael? what do you think?
2: Uh, I'd probably crush Letterman 2. I don't know. He has, like, I think he has some Netflix series yeah. he did. I don't, I don't know. I watched it, and it's just, just kind of boring. Dry. I think it's very slow. I
0: think he's kind of pandering to people as well. He only picked people that he really liked. Yeah.
2: yeah I, just, I felt like it was boring conversation. Yeah, yeah. like, oh, okay, we agree on a lot of things, so let's just say it over again. Or That's whatever. what, I, I, I felt
0: know. like it was weak.
2: And then, I guess I'd get coffee with um, Howard Stern, because he's interesting. Um, did you
0: know he was a libertarian, or that he, I did not know? Okay, that. well, when I looked up self-proclaimed libertarians, like there was a whole list of people that came up, and he was right up top of the list. Yeah. And
2: yeah. then I definitely I'd quarantine with Chris Rock. He's a hilarious, dude, he's one of the best stand-up comics I think. And I'd, I'd love to just cracking jokes back and forth with him for fourteen days. That'd be fun.
0: Yeah. All right. So you're gonna you're quarantining with Chris Rock. Yeah. I'm crushing Letterman too. I mean, it's a three-way. Three way tie. I just feel like he cheated on his wife.
1: Yeah, in a very I, weird way. In a
0: very, I, I, I really, you can't recover from that with me. And I felt, I feel like he, he hung in there on TV way too long. He yeah. should have just let somebody else come in and, and take over. So I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of his. I like Chris Rock a lot too, but I think Chris Rock can be mean sometimes in his stand up. I think some, I don't know. I've heard some things that he said about his wife that I don't necessarily agree with.
1: Fun fact. His wife hates Howard Stern. Interesting. Mm-hmm. How do you know that? Because he's been on the show a lot, and when he goes on the show, Howard always makes a joke, like, how's it going? Like, because is, maybe his wife is too conservative? Like, I think Howard made, well, Chris Rock has had a sketchy past as well. Yes. Uh, cheated on his wife, and I think Howard sort of called him out on it, and, like, I knew that wouldn't last, and, you know, made some hot shot yes. jokes. I get annoyed when these people get married and then treat
0: their wives like shit. Like, it just doesn't... Right, just, just don't get married. Don't get married. You can just date yeah. whoever you want. Have kids with whoever you want. Right. I don't care. Don't say you're going to be with this person and not want to be. Yes. And Howard didn't cheat on his wife. Correct. And, you know, had two fairly successful... Well, I mean, he's been... Yes, he has had two successful, successful marriages. Relationships. relationships. So, I'm saying with Howard as well, and... But between the two, yeah, I'll go to coffee with Chris Rock just for the, for the heck of it. All right. With that said, thank you all so much for listening. Michael, thank you so much for taking the time to educate us. Of course.
2: Glad to be here.
0: Libertarianism. It's, it's interesting to me. I mean, I'm really, I learned a lot this week. We don't need to be right and left, everybody. The last few themes of our podcast have been the middle, the middle ground.
2: I would definitely say to ever, anyone listening or whatever, but like, my specific views on libertarianism is not the entire thing, right? There's good in every party, there's going to be people all over the place. So just because you yeah. didn't agree with something that I said doesn't mean that it's not, like, a place for you to be in. There's certainly, you know, people that can believe a couple of different things and just uh, still kind of be in the same party Well, together. I think
0: what you said earlier is, like, there's a freedom scale, and I think we have to look at that and what will make us better as a society more free and more independent and how will that how will that look from a government standpoint
2: and everything that i've said throughout this whole podcast just do your own research on look it up for yourself don't just take my word for anything right. that i've said
0: or or, our or ours for yeah, God's sake. yeah. <laughs> that's that's probably not a good idea so with that said so long golden boys goodbye Wilty. we're signing off it's going to be a lot of people we're going to have to start mentioning. No, it's it's up. just going to be the Golden Boys and the Wilty. Okay. The Golden Boys and the Wilty. Bye Wilty, bye Golden bye. Boys. We love you.